Hey, Monarch Nation. This is Mike. I'm Aaron. And this is the Monarchist Podcast. Uh, today, we are welcomed by ODU alum and ODU basketball player, AJ Oliver. Welcome to the show, AJ. What's going on, guys? Thank you guys for having me. This is it's a great opportunity, honestly. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Of course. Uh, oh. Honestly, you know, it's. I, I'll say this to start out. I, I've I've really wanted a chance to to be able to greet Monarch Nation outside of basketball. You know, being able to do this podcast, like I say, you know, we were able to talk about it at the, the baseball last week. I was really excited because you know it's. It's something that I've wanted to do myself, but not only that, just to be able to, you know, get a chance to just talk about basketball and Old Dominion University and how much I I truly enjoyed and appreciated my experience. You know, I'm, I'm really excited for this. So, yeah, we're excited too. Great opportunity to just chat, have a good time, and uh, let Monarch Nation know a little bit more about you, what your past, your your present, and uh, what's in store for you in the future. Of course, more open book. Uh All right, AJ, so we're going to go back in time a little bit. We all know you transferred from Clemson, Mm -hmm. a big P5 school, especially compared to Old Dominion. Can you tell us about that process and what it was like and what kind of led you to Old Dominion? Sure, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was was pretty easy and a very simple process. It didn't take long. You know, when I think about it, when I let's 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 take it back to Clemson. You know, the first year that I went, that I was you know able to play fully, was the year that we went to the Sweet 16. And you know, it was a very fun ride. I made a lot of you know a lot of different not not just friends but family members. You know, brothers and you know people that I'll cherish forever because that experience is just once in a lifetime. Being able to play not only against you know not only in the Sweet 16 but to play against Kansas at the time, you know, one of the best teams in the country. You know, it was just a, it was an amazing experience. And I felt like at the time, you know, I, I had made strides, but you know, they just, they, they didn't see it that way. So, you know, I put my name in the portal and, and took a chance on myself. Coach Jones and Coach Stith came calling and, you know, the rest is history, so. Well, we're certainly happy and feel lucky that you made that choice to come to Old Dominion, you know, as a guy who's five foot eight and has about a six inch vertical, <laughs> I didn't get recruited to to a high level <laughs> Division One school to do much of anything. But can you tell us a little bit about recruiting? Kind of what your process was like, and share that with folks who've never been through that. You know, recruiting is kind of like I don't know. I guess if there was if there was a game back in the day that was just super, I don't know, like like a what's the word I'm looking for. Like an arcade game, right? You know, like those arcade games that you could play at Dave and Buster's and stuff like that. If somebody, I'm if, old enough to to know I, that. I uh, yeah, I, I yeah, my bad. So like, <laughs> if there was a very popular arcade game, you know, all it cost was twenty five cents, and you know, your first fifteen friends have twenty five cents, and they're already there. Essentially, that's kind of like recruiting. Who's going to be the first one to get you? You know what I'm saying? So, it, it's really about. Recruiting itself is more so about you feeling good about the situation rather than them showing you a good time, I think. Because that's one thing that, you know, recruiting, that like recruiting is, is just trying to show you a good time, essentially. But if if you're really out there looking for, for what you want to accomplish in life, and not only life, but your sport as well, you really got to look into, is this the right place for me? Is this the place that's going to help me grow, not only as an athlete, but as a human and as a person, then that's kind of just how recruiting is for me. Like, I just, I never, 
look into who, what school it is or what conference or what mid-major D1, high D1, low D1, it doesn't matter. If the place feels right for me, then I'll go. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. So. so what felt right about Clemson? Or were there, were there others that were close? There were others that were close more than anything. It was more of a family decision. So, <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Family's everything. Yeah, it was at the time. You know, it was, it was a great, it was a great opportunity because not only that, at that time, my sister was just starting to get recruited by Clemson for volleyball as well. So, yeah, the, the whole family was going to be on a roster. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So, AJ, speaking of family, mm-hmm. we know that your mom played at UVA, went to multiple Final Fours, had a great career as a coach. How has her being a coach contributed to who you are now as a person and a player? You know, when you're, you know, five years old, brushing your teeth in the morning, and there's a game day against Louisville, which is which was a CUSA conference foe at the time when she was coaching at UAB. And uh, I'll never forget this. I, I think I was, I was running late. I might have been running late from school. I don't know. I think she might have just read the clock wrong. But she yelled out, AJ, we need to go right now. And if you're not downstairs, you're getting left. And I promise you I won't come back. So, yeah, that's kind of how, like, the first coaching mindset I, I kind of saw out of my mom, you know, and it, and it came to me, you know. And so with that and being able to go to practices, being able to, to go to away games, watching home games, being there at award ceremonies and things of that nature, you know, you see a lot of different things that, that the school doesn't teach you and, you know, that I think that most people, you know, like teachers and coaches don't even teach you. You, you just something about what she does and how she carries herself and how she, you know, coaches and not only coaches, but it it interacts with the community is just something that, you know, I've put into my repertoire as well and used it to, to better, better everyone around me more than anything. And that's, that's all she's ever wanted to do is just make sure that everyone around her was, would be better than her one day. So. Awesome. It's it's interesting. You've you've got a lot of a lot of family intertwined in your story. Uh, you're talking about your your mom there, but you also have some interesting history with Old Dominion and Coach Jones mm-hmm. coaching family members and Coach Stith playing alongside your dad in the early '90s. Has there been any interesting discussions while you're on the co- court getting coached or anything like that coming out of of Coach Stith? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, he says I look like my dad on defense. So, my dad was a two-time ACC uh, defensive player of the year. So that 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 feels a little good, you know. <laughs> that feels a little good. Yeah. But I think honestly, one of the things that that is kind of not just not just really kind of cool, but also just I guess heartwarming in my sense is that like sometimes you know when we're doing things, he'll call me Anthony, which is my dad's first name, and that just kind of like realizes that like he sees that that type of player in me which is like it's great because like myself like included I never thought I was a good defensive player until I came to ODU and played defense for three straight years you know what I'm saying so once that happened I mean building the confidence to guard more people take more charges do more things defensively you could see that you know that link that that old Dominion UVA link was there still because 
He still had that mindset of being perfect. Coach Jones is what I mean. You know, he still has a mindset of being perfect, being great on defense, being sound on offense. And, you know, his coaches and players, yeah, everyone down takes that mindset along with him. So. You've been at ODU since 2018-19 season. You've seen some highs, you've seen some lows. Mm -hmm. What's your most memorable moment from your time at ODU? I, I would say, selfishly, it was definitely the FAU game, I think my first year that I got here. I think I had a career high of like 28 or something like that. Or 20, 20, I don't remember. It was a high number, it was a great number. And then, you know, throughout that year, you know, I had a couple of double-doubles which were memorable, especially in the UTSA game at, towards the end where I got the, the and one foul to kind of seal that game, essentially. And so, uh, you know, all the things that I, I've, I've, I've endured here and, and experienced here have been amazing and memorable, but, you know, I, I, it, those two come to mind, but it, it's really hard to pick one because just one thing I'll say about the, I don't, you know, I'll call, I'm going to call the Ted because I, I just, I'm sorry, I can't, I've known it as. Yeah, that's what like I've noted as the yeah, Ted, we all do. that's what they introduced me, introduced it to me as. So that's what I'm going to go with it. It's the, I love the Ted when the Ted used to get rocking during the, the first year I was here in the second, you know, COVID year was 250 fans, but it still felt like a, at least a thousand. So, but the past couple of the past couple of years, just being in the Ted playing in, in home games are just memorable more than anything. Branching off of mm -hmm. that this year and prior years, we've seen a really dominant team at mm -hmm. home. We saw the flip-flop of that on the road. Yeah. Would you account that to the fans or just you guys being comfortable in the Ted? You know, I think one thing about playing on the road is that you, you, you really need your A game all the time. And, you know, when you don't have it, it's that's just kind of how it goes. And... I think one of the things is that like we just never really had that in sync moment on the road, you know, like at home, it just mm. felt like clockwork. But like on the road, we I don't know what it was. We, it would be times where, you know, we would play really good for stretches, give up a, a lead, come back, bring it back and then just run out of gas. And, you know, I mean, it, I don't really know truly what it is, but I, I mean, it. Something's got something's got to change. I mean, it's for me itself. Like I, I felt more on those road games. I felt more embarrassed, like win, winning or, or losing those games because it just it felt like we could give a little bit more, and it felt like we had a little more to take. But they, we just never could figure it out, you know. And you know, the harder I work and the more pride I take into it, it just at the end of the day, it's it's just a game. But still, it's 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 my it's what I work for and so you know sure i imagine it's difficult being on the road and you know one of the things that mike and i hear a lot with conference usa is well, the fans just have a tough time connecting against some of the teams that we play against and so i think the fan energy is similar as well as opposed to let's just let's say 10 years ago and mike and i are in the stands for a VCU game when they're conference opponent. JMU game is a conference opponent mm -hmm. as opposed to playing you know, FIU. You know, yeah. it's a basketball game. When you walk on the court, it's a basketball Very game. True. But the energy, I imagine you guys feed off of that energy as yeah. well. 
and if if you're struggling or you're for whatever reason you flew to El Paso and you need a pick pick me up, feeding off of less energy probably makes it challenging. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge in in, in terms of just playing. You know, like one thing I say about this is that it, when it comes to Ted, I bring my own energy, and you guys know, <laughs> you guys know me. I'm, I'm coming out blazing yelling doing whatever i need to do to get y'all out your seats because we need every every ounce of energy y'all got the same way you know teams do at, at at their place so i mean i really do like playing on the road a lot more though because like one of the things about playing on the road is is, is just being able to quiet that crowd you know the, the ones that don't like you you know that's always the most fun part but you know sometimes you get it done sometimes you don't i think you know one of the most fun part, I think one of the most fun games that we played in was definitely William & Mary, you know, because it, it wasn't it wasn't our best, but we had fun because we just figured out how to just blow past them at the end, you know, because we, we just grinded and grinded and did what we were supposed to do. We, we made mistakes. We, we, we were human, but in the second half, we just, you know, figured something out, found a way to just continue to put baskets together and get stops and the rest was history. So that was a fun game, Absolutely. and Mike and I were both there. Well, I remember, and that's been a, that's been yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember. You make a little bit of noise. Oh, yeah. That that's a, that's been a tough place for you guys the last the last couple of times. So yeah. that was a good win. So you know, actually, a funny thing is is that I didn't play in those in a couple of those matches. I only played. I think they came to us last year in COVID year. That was my first time playing with Mayor. I think that's Jeff's first win at it was. William Mary in his it time. Was. I get tired of seeing Bruce Hornsby in losses. <laughs> I love his music, but I don't like losing to him. <laughs> I get it. AJ, so what's what's a day in a life for you as a student athlete at ODU? You know, as I've gotten older, you know, less and less, you know, class time, I guess. It, it'd be more online class type stuff, you know. But, you know, wake up, make some breakfast, stretch out a little bit. Take a nice shower, you know, make sure I'm ready for the day. Go to, if I, if I have to go to class, go to class. If not, you know, get some work done on my computer. Watch, I'll watch first take and get up. Cause I usually get up at like 7, 38 o'clock in the morning, usually every day. So it's, it's usually a light day, honestly, for me, because of being a senior, you know, you don't really, we don't really have much to do other than, you know, do our work, go to practice, study hall maybe, and then, go home and it's essentially just kind of like for me it's just I sneak in video games every once in a while I'll go to the gym whenever I can you know and then the occasional out to dinner every once to to where, where do I go again ah yes t Texas Roadhouse oh man <laughs> listen my cheat day every not every Sunday but because we would be off Sundays so I, every Sunday night or every other Sunday night I go to Texas Roadhouse Order two baskets of rolls with the butter, a big, a nice steak. I think I get the, it's the ribeye and uh, ribs combo with the mashed potatoes. Oh my God, man. <laughs> you making me hungry. I haven't eaten yet. Like, I promise you, there was a time in the season, I think like in December, where there wasn't much going on. I would go almost every, every week. I was about 205 pounds, December 22nd. You don't want to eat that right before you have to play defense, mm. right? You know, for me, it like one of the things that I've learned about my, my stomach and my appetite is that like, I guess 
it, it doesn't really matter what I eat. It's kind of like how, how, how long I ate it or like how long ago I ate it, I guess, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? If I eat something that like is a game at eight and I eat something at six, I'll be fine. But if I eat it like mm, 6.30, 6.45, like, you know, up to an hour, if I had to get a snack or something, then mm -mm, not, not, not good. Not good for me. I'll just say that. All right, AJ, speaking of food, and over to you. Oh. Do you have a favorite restaurant on campus and off campus? Favorite restaurant on campus definitely is Del Vex. And then favorite off campus restaurant, I, I'm just going to keep it in the pizza family. I'm sorry. Granby Street Pizza is absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's the great, I love, I love it. I love it, man. It just, I don't know what it is. Like, I like the New York style pizza. I've been to New York uh, a couple times just to, well, for basketball reasons, obviously. But, you know, eating pizza there, amazing. And then coming down to Granby Street, trying some of what they got, it was like almost identical. It was so good. I love it. Have you tried Benny's? Not yet. Everybody keeps telling me to try Benny's. I, I'm, I don't know if I, is that the one with the big, well, the big slices, the $5 big slices or something? Yeah. Yes. If you're out on the town on Granby mm -hmm. Street late at night and you need a bite before you go home and get that Uber home, it's highly recommended. Especially if you like New York slices, the big ones you want to fold it yeah. over. It's it just hits right right around midnight. It's not a wanna fold you. it over, it's a have to fold it over because otherwise <laughs> it just doesn't work. Hey, so a week ago, yeah. when we were chatting at the, the baseball stadium, mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about other sports and growing up. So I was wondering if you could jump on the roster of any other Old Dominion sports team right now, which one would it be and why? Football. No hesitation. No hesitation. I'm sorry. I love. First off, let me. my second like secret love is football. It's always been football. I've loved like. Not the physicality of it, but just being able, you know how Randy Moss plays? I was one of the best wide receivers. Like I played flag football when I was a kid up until I was about like 13, 14. One of the best wide receivers in Alabama. I promise you that. You threw the ball to me, it's getting caught every time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on me. It doesn't matter why they're on me. It doesn't matter if it's double coverage, triple coverage, press. What do you want to do? You want to put me in the zone? Okay, I'm going to find a spot and I'm going to catch the ball and I'm going to take it to the top, take it to the house. That's just how I roll. I love it. But I was also a very good uh, quarterback as well. So I could do a little bit of both. So, I mean, I'm a little rusty. So, but what if Coach Ronnie's listening right you now? You know, he's listening. With COVID, okay. do, you have, do you have any eligibility I have left? A, I, I mean, we can I, use like a six-foot, you know. I have a half a semester five. left. We only need a half a semester. Uh, and then guess what semester? <laughs> guess what semester I have left that fall semester of 2022? Mo Ali Cox didn't play any football at VCU. Hey man, look, I can I can do it. I think honestly, I've just <laughs> I've watched a lot of football throughout my lifetime just because you know I, I wasn't allowed to play tackle as a kid, just because you know mom thought the money maker was basketball. We'll see, but you know, hey, football, coach, coach, if you need me, let me know, man. Nice. I'll come try out. I will come <laughs> try out. I will work my damn hard. I'll work my hardest too. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, AJ. So what do you think is the most underrated thing about ODU as a school? And what's the most overrated thing? 
man most overrated thing oh man ah. <laughs> you can pass if I, you want he's to. afraid of saying yeah. something like canes no it's not <laughs> no i love canes oh no 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 let's let that that's the most i think Kane. Uh, yeah now that you say it I would say Keynes is definitely the most underrated part of ODU because a lot of people be in there, but a lot of people that I know around ODU's campus doesn't like it. Like I talk to them on a daily basis. I'll talk to, you know, classmates, you know, acquaintances, some friends that I've made here on ODU's campus. And some, some people don't like Keynes. And I'm like, you mean to tell me there's, there's, there's a, there's a chicken finger spot that gives you either three, four or like six. Or puts it on a bun for you, with not with good crinkle fries and great lemonade and sweet tea. You mean to tell me you don't like that? That's not entire. Not only that, the sauce. Come on, like. So my thing about canes is the chicken. If you don't have the sauce, it is bad. It's it, not it is, good. It's chicken. bad. That's it is bad. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you on that. So they have to; they've got to be married. You can't. They, yeah, it's a, you yeah. can't have a chicken without. The you know, sauce, it's right? and honestly, as a as a guy who just loves chicken, just I love all types of meat, but just chicken, just chicken wings, chicken fingers. Oh god, chicken is just great. Like it, it's got to be the chicken's got to be good along with the sauce, you know. But like with canes, it's like, eh, sauce is good enough. I usually make like I'll get a, a box combo, so it's, I think that's like four tenders: the coleslaw, the fries, and then the the bread. And I'll, so I'll get an extra bread, so I'll make a sandwich with it, right? So what I do is I put one bun down, coleslaw, three fries, sauce, half a tender, sauce again, other bun. I'm telling you. It's the best thing I've done since I've went to Cates. Um, that is well thought out. It, I mean, that look, is a established it was, process. It was okay. I I can tell you where I was when I did this. I think it was uh, Clemson, and I was with a couple of friends, and I saw my one friend just putting like, you know, the the one piece of bread. He just split it in half and did the same thing. And I was like, wait, I got an extra piece. Do you want? What if I do the same, but just make it bigger? And I kind of tweaked his because his was more, his was more like bun, chicken, a little bit of coleslaw, a lot of sauce, extra bun, and then bun again, or like the, the second bun that he split in half. Mine, I switched it up. So I did the bun, coleslaw, three fries, chicken, sauce, and then bun. And it was just... Man, honestly, you gotta try it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't recommend a lot of like food things because I. I don't know a lot of people's you know food preferences, so I don't want to like say something that you might not like. But like, if you like canes and you like sandwiches, you, sh you should definitely try it. I'm telling you, it might change well, your life. Hopefully, we can get this podcast loaded yeah. soon because canes closes very. Quickly. Do they close in the summer? <laughs> They're closing in April. Oh my sometime. god. <laughs> Yeah, you need to hit it up yeah. this week. To with 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 that level of specificity mm -hmm. on your sandwich, I mean, 
Damn, they should give you a freaking NIL deal. Uh, man, I would love that, honestly. <laughs> I see you holding that sandwich. It's a very specific sandwich. It's really good. I look, it's the it's the Texas toast, like butt like buns. Uh, man, it's it's so good. They if they could just make that a sandwich, I would literally take probably just twenty five percent of whatever. They could take whatever else. I don't care. Just make it a we'll sandwich and put my name on it. Canes. <laughs> Anthony. So AJ, yeah. while while I was in college at Tennessee, uh-huh. we didn't have a Canes on campus. We had Zaxby's, and Zaxby's used to only have the same stuff that Canes did. They only had the chicken, the toast, the coleslaw, yeah. the fries. That's all they used right. to sell. I think they've kind of messed up, adding all these salads and stuff and making it more complicated. Right. But that was where we went every Sunday to cure hangovers. <laughs> it worked. And they have me hooked. Okay, wait. I, I actually have a question. So, do you guys are okay. you guys familiar with Bojangles? Absolutely. Um, so, so essentially in Clemson, right? So how it goes is that the campus is like its own entity, and then there's the town on the other side, kind of kind of deal. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a bridge that goes over like this little this highway, and over the bridge there's a Bojangles. 10 minutes down the road, like kind of the back way of that Bojangles is like kind of where the clubs are usually. So, you know, go to the club, be out till two, don't sleep till like four for reasons that are not PG. And then we wake up the next morning and just drive to Bojangles and order a Cajun filet biscuit, uh, bow rounds and a bow berry. It, it's incredible. You gotta get the it's bow berry. Incredible. It- and you know what we else? We know I Bojangles so well that we drove an extra thirty miles going no. to Coastal Carolina no, for the t- bowl game <laughs> just to eat breakfast at Bojangles. No. <laughs> Honestly, I applaud that. I've, I've done true. that several times on the drive back home. Let me tell you something. It makes the drive a lot easier. I'm just saying, like being able to 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 drive it, like wake up at like I usually wake up around to go back home seven thirty. Eight o'clock. Wake up, go to Bojangles, which is like right down the street from my house, and then just take that five-hour drive home. Oh man, I love it. Nice <laughs> food guy, I guess. And you wouldn't get, you would not guess that if you saw me in person. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I. But Jeff's you got you running a lot for defense oh. with, all, with with the way that you talk about food. Oh, yeah. it, Texas Roadhouse and Porterhouse and I think it was the Porterhouse rib combo. Million. <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. I'm telling you. So AJ, you, you talked a little bit about friends there. Yeah. In one of the conversations we had when we were at the Bud, you talked about Noah Dean and how you guys are really great oh, friends. Oh, yeah. You know, traditionally, basketball players and baseball players, you know, it's, there's not a lot of crossover. How did that happen? So it's kind of interesting. How it works is that our academic advisor, uh, Amy Lynch, she works with multiple teams. And so we see other teams on a daily basis. It's just a matter of if they want to talk or not, like if they want to say hello. And I remember one time I walked in and there were like two baseball players and then there was this ginger haired kid talking to Amy and I was like, whoa, he, he seems cool. So I was like, hey, hey, Amy. And she was like, oh, hey. Uh, Noah, this is AJ. AJ, this is Noah. And I was like, 
what's up, bro? He was like, what's up, bro? You good? And then he dapped me up and I was like, hold on, this ain't, this is, this might be a friendship right here. This might be a friendship. Like I felt something with that dap. Like it was, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I, I like this guy. And so, you know, just kind of talking with him a little bit and just getting to know him. Then we exchanged social medias and then we exchanged the PlayStation Network accounts and we play, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, a little bit of Fortnite every once in a while. And, you know, with him being in season now and me being out of season, you know, I have more free time, but he doesn't. So, but like before, when we first met, like, I think it was last year, I think I want to say, we would play all the time because, you know, with COVID, like you had a bunch of free time. Like, and then I learned, I didn't realize this last year though, but we have the same birthday or not the same birthday. We have like back-to-back birthdays. So mine's the ninth and his is the 10th. And so, you know, I was already at the, at the conference championships in Dallas at that time playing. And, you know, I remember getting a, a text from him saying, happy birthday, go kill it. Do what you always do. And so, you know, being able to do that, being able to get that text and then be able to wake up the next morning and you know, say that he's almost the same thing because he's about to start playing soon was it was a really cool experience and you know I'm, i cherish our friendship and it's definitely gonna take me it's gonna you know be something that we will we'll definitely be friends for a while so so when you guys are playing those video games who's the better player i mean it it just depends on like the day you know i i can't lie to you i sometimes i'll be i'll be killing it with about nine kills i'll get up to on a good day, I'll get up to seven to 12 kills. It'll get up till about eight to eight to 13. And then on a bad day, you know, I get up to, I want to say zero to, or one to one to six, and then he'll get about three to eight on a bad day. So, you know, it just, it, it just depends, honestly. Nice. Hey, what's, what's one thing, and obviously, don't say anything that's gonna oh, no, make course. anyone mad. No, no, no. Tell tell us something about one of your teammates that ODU fans don't know that you think they should. Austin Trice is really good at singing. He has a he has an absolutely beautiful singing voice. I've never like okay, I've been to look just in just for reference, I've been to a, a Drake concert, the Post Malone concert, Tame Impala concert, I've been to you know, several different just it was like their concert, like scene, con- like acapella group concerts and things of that nature. But like people who do it for a living, like they do this seriously and you can't take it from them. He does it effortlessly. The same way he does dunks, the same way he plays. I don't know how, but he's just great. And like you hear it and you're like, why are you not? Why don't you have a record deal yet? What What is going on? And so, you know, I mean, I want to see if he actually does something with it. Cause like it, it would actually be kind of cool to see. Cause he does have a beautiful voice. And I mean, if you ever have a chance to, to, to see him and ask him about it, man, he can pull it out on the spot. Like I promise you, it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a magic trick. Like he just does it. You wouldn't expect him to do it. That's the crazy thing. So. That's going to be weird. If we see him on the street though, Mike and I are walking and be like, Hey, we heard you. You could sing. Can you, Drop a rhythm. <laughs> now just tell Wait, him AJ. Said so you. AJ, if he was singing, yeah. what style of music is he singing it, to? It, it can be R and B. It can be slow, slow jams. It's it, it, he just like has just this melody about him. I don't know what it is. He'll sing it every once in a while in the in the locker room, and it's just like 
oh, like something like that, like something quick. But it just sounds like the most amazing product produced thing I've ever heard. I'm not gonna lie. like. I get, I get, I don't give a lot of high praise to a lot of people, but like when it comes to just things that I know I can't do, you got it, man. Hey, all, all praise to you, seriously. So if we if we put it in a range, mm-hmm. is he more Teddy Pendergrass or is he more like Usher Timberlake? Usher Timberlake with a little bit of Teddy. Okay. Not too much. Not too okay. much. It he's got he's got that he's got that Teddy in him, but it, he doesn't really let it like belt out as much because he likes to make it sound you know sexy like JT and Usher. Okay, I can envision it now because. When you're saying he can sing, I'm just envisioning like a Luther Vandross. Deep, oh no! Like, no! 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 He he gets you know. he gets both sides. Of it. It's 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 crazy. Oh, he's got he's got a lot oh, of yeah. range. He's got so. a lot of range. Like you know how you ever heard Jamie Fox say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamie Fox. About the closest. He was amazing. About, about the closest comparison I can give you is Jamie Fox. And that's how that's how that's, I, I would have. That's the last thing I thought you were gonna say. Right. About the right. interesting thing, uh, that's awesome, right. man. That, like, that's awesome, I, I, right? I, I was thinking, I was like, what? What's something that's like super interesting that nobody would have thought about? Austin Singer, because I he did he does it not all the time, but every once in a while. And when he does it, like we're all just like, what the? You can sing? That's <laughs> what you can say, huh? And he just keep doing nice. it. It's funny. So, so speaking yeah. of teammates. We're going to ask you to build a starting mm-hmm. five from ODU's basketball okay. history. You have to be uh, in it because you're the one right. making it. Who are you surrounding yourself Going with, can I have a six man? Is that okay? Can I do that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Got to have a All right, six cool. man. So I, I have. You're the coach. Well, you're the player coach. I so. got, first I have Trey Freeman. No question. Point guard. Secondly, I'm going to put Ken at the two. Me at the three. Will we put Babra at the? Would you kept put classify Babra as a four or a, a stretch five? Because I really do, I want to put I want to put Kalu at the five and Babra at the four, but I don't know who would bang more. You know, uh, Nick. He can shoot mm-hmm. a little bit. He can move. I, four makes sense for yeah. him. And Kalu's Kalu's mobile too, which is my thing. But, but you know. Well, you're going to be able to stretch yeah. the floor. Oh, man. What? That spread, spread out, out, stretch the floor, and we can be big as well. And we're, we're long, athletic, but also got a speedy point guard. And then my sixth man is definitely a mod caver. I got, I got, I remember when I first transferred in to watch, you know, that team that went to the, to the NCAAs. A mod caver and BJ that had that team on a road, essentially. They, 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 However, they went the team, you know, and, and I wanted something like that. I just couldn't, we couldn't build it for some reason here, but you know, it's, it's, it's something that I cherish that I, that I love about point guards and about just leaders that if you're going to be the leader of this team, like then be like a mod caver, be like Trey Friedman, you know what I'm saying? Like those guys were pillars on teams that were great or not, and not just in the sense of just winning games and, you know, uh, doing, do you know, just winning games and stuff like that. But just in the community as people, they were just great people, you know, and they, and they set the example for not only just the freshmen, 
the sophomores, but also their juniors and their senior counterparts as well. So that's awesome. You, you talk about those two guys. Were were they vocal leaders on the floor, or or, or did they lead in a different? I way? I would say that they led in a different way. They, they they led by example, which is something Coach Jones liked about me when you know we had our our recruiting meeting. Was that like I I don't. I did a lot more talking this year just because I wanted to get everybody into it and I missed the fan, the fan love and stuff like that. So, but you know, one thing about me is that like, I've always been a, a person that just is, is cool, calm and collected and, and just does his work and, do, and doesn't really speak that much. And, you know, you saw a lot of that, well, you know, not towards the end of the season, but we saw a lot of that when I first got to, to ODU. And, and so, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I took I took pride in and, and being able to see so other people take pride in was 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 good and it made me and it reassured me that you know I was supposed to be here because people do if people take pride in what I take pride in then I'm in the right place. All right, AJ, we got to talk about this, and there's no easy way to transition to a topic as serious yeah. as this. Harry Minion wrote a awesome article about you in early mm-hmm. March. You were open and honest and really kind of pulled the curtain back on some of the struggles you've gone through. What is your message to everyone out there who may share some of the feelings that you talked about? And before you answer, we both want to thank you for sharing your message. We think it's really important. You talk about mental health and kind of get rid of that stigma. There should be no stigma because everyone goes through their own ups and downs in life. So we really do appreciate you sharing that message. One thing that a lot of people have to understand is that the reason why I, I said what I said and, and explained what I was going through is that it's not for me. This isn't about me. Like like my life, one thing that I've noticed about my life is that I've I've helped a lot of people, you know, get to certain places. Like one what I'll tell you a story about one of my best friends, Palmer Morris. He, he's he's probably one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. You know, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. We met on on Twitter actually, because I was an incoming freshman at Clemson and he was already there in his first year. So, you know, push comes to shove, talking about, you know, Clemson and hit and at the time his favorite team because he was from Chapel Hills, North Carolina, obviously. And so, you know, talking about, you know, talking smack about the games and, and stuff like that. And then meeting him in person and being able to, you know, get to know him as, as a person was just great. And so after a while, you know, uh, a, a spot for our student manager job opens up. I was really good friends with the the director of basketball operations at the time, Lucas McKay. And, you know, I got him a job as a student manager. Next thing you know, he takes that job, continues to build on it, does what he's supposed to do. And now he's a, he's a, he sets lines and does, makes a lot of money at DraftKings and does very well for himself. And that's, that's more so what the, the point of me sharing this story is, is that like, you know, I want to help people that, that are in my situation understand and realize that this isn't the end. You know, this is just a roadblock. It's just a stop, it's just a stopping, you know? And there are times where you have to go through those trials and tribulations because as humans and as people, that's just how life is. And for me, I'm glad it happened earlier in life than later, because I'm not sure if later in life at the time, you know, of where I was, I would probably had the same support system and the same, you know, the, the same outcome. So I did it because I feel like there are people in my position, kids that are black, white, Asian, whatever, you know, whether they're seven, two or 
or 11, you know, male, female, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it's supposed to be for the people that, that are going through it so that they can understand that they can get through it too. And I just hope that it's reached someone out there that, that is, you know, was feeling the same way I was feeling and realizes that, hey, if he can do it as an athlete, student athlete at that, I can definitely. So, you know, that, my whole goal on this earth is to help people and to, you know, to do things for, for the betterment of others, not for myself. So. Now, we really do appreciate it, AJ. I mean, Mike and I have discussed this along with some of the other folks that you met at the Bud last weekend. I mean, we've got folks in our group that have children who have read the story and are inspired by your story and realize that they're not alone because when you're having feelings or whatever they are, they're real to you, whether or not, you know, whatever's going on, but to know that you're not alone and that other people have gone through the same thing or are going through the same thing that, uh, you know, it's, it's very helpful. So we really do really do appreciate you being so open and honest. And I know that, that you and Harry worked on that for a oh, long yeah. time. That, that, was a, that wasn't something y'all sat down and did in a that weekend. Was a two, that, that's uh, about a two-year project, I would say. Two years, man. It was, it was wow. great to just like, you know, and one of the things that I would say about that whole thing is that I was able to, to read, to, to kind of like rehash and, and go over some things again and, and realize that like some of the things that were said and some of the things that were done at, the, at my time there weren't what was supposed to happen. And so, you know, it, it, it made me kind of like get, I don't know, like a second wind. You know, when we were doing that story, because it just felt like I had a lot more to prove, not only in terms of just basketball, but in life and to show people that, you know, there is nothing, you know, that you can't accomplish. There's nothing you can't accomplish. And I hope people really understand that. And to the kids that listen to it and, and hope and even adults, if, if you you know, need someone to talk to, or if you, you know, need someone to just kind of open up to about your whole situation, DM me literally on my Instagram, my Twitter, you know, like I listen to everyone because at the end of the day, I, I don't judge. I, I, I truly don't. It's, it's about more so it's not about your past. It's more so about your present and what your future is. And if you, you have a mindset that you, you want to stay on this earth and do good things and and help the world and not only help the world, but help your family, help your friends achieve greatness. And shoot, you're a friend of mine. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, we love it, AJ. Really admirable. Well, we're going to switch gears again on you. So, all right. So we hung out at the bud. You told us how much you enjoyed going to the bud. Um, you tell us a little bit more about how you became a baseball fan. Yeah, no. So like I was, and like I said at the, at the bud, right? I was ne I was never really properly introduced to baseball. So, you know, one time in uh, you know in college, I, I picked the, I picked out of a hat of of different teams, you know, baseball teams in, in the MLB, and you know I picked I picked the team out of the hat, and well, <laughs> as you guys know. It was the Diamondbacks, and so now I am a proud Diamondback fan 
Well, uh, I actually uh, take that back. Not proud, but I am a Diamondback fan <laughs> for the past five years now. So honestly, I do want to get to a, a Nationals game before I before I end up leaving. I do want to end up getting to a Yankees game. I do want end up wanting to go to Chicago, LA, Kansas City, and also you know Texas as well, just to experience that that whole baseball like the, the just the tradition, you know. I feel like that that's one thing that like you know my cousins, my little cousins are actually getting a chance to do is that they're actually getting a chance to play like actual real baseball. And so they're getting a chance to sit down, have fun with friends, you know, play in the outfield, play in the infield. I think my oldest cousin might be a pitcher next year. Hopefully, I, I don't, apparently he's got an arm. Well, so, you know, look out for him in the coming years. Well, slide, so. slide his, his name and his information to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely. He's, he's almost, I think he's like, he's 13 now. So, you know, when he gets in, he's getting to high school pretty soon. So, oh man, time flies. Right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. So AJ, I will say, if you have Mm -hmm. a chance to make the trip up to DC, you should go to Nats Park. It's great. But you should also try to fit in Camden Yards. Camden Yards is one of the coolest stadiums I've been to. Highly recommend it. Really? I've been to Wrigley. Wrigley is awesome. If you can experience Wrigley, especially like on a, I went there on July fourth, and it was one of the coolest experiences. You I've went ever on had. July fourth, man. I'm yeah. jealous. Baseball on July fourth, those those pair very. I nicely. am very but jealous. Any of those I just, iconic. I just wanted to make that a, a, a statement that everyone knows. I'm very jealous that people were that the people in this podcast were able to experience baseball on the fourth, that I wasn't, and that that is the next thing on my bucket list now. Any of those iconic parks, Wrigley, Fenway, mm-hmm. you can feel it's it. It's worth, yeah. It's you can you, you can you can feel the, the history. Right. You, you sit in the same seat, so you go to Fenway, and it's like stepping back in time. Right. I mean, it really, yeah. it really is. Walking into Fenway or Wrigley, you feel that buzz around the stadium, like within like a couple blocks of the stadium before wow. you're even there. It's the same kind of buzz you have when you're walking to the TED for the VCU. Oh, man. The buzz in Chicago and Boston for a baseball game, it's its pretty cool. Man. It really is. It really is. So, AJ, yeah, yeah. you know, as a couple diehard Old Dominion fans, oh. Mike and I are always interested in what's, what's next with ODU. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for all the prospective student athletes out there that are considering Old Dominion and they have choices, you know, people just – have more choices now than ever. It's it's easy to to recruit if you can play. Coaches know where you are. So, for every student athlete that's considering Old Dominion, what would you share with them? You know, I I would tell them don't stay in your niche. You know, your team. Don't just be friends with your team. Get out. That's one thing that I I I as a as a person you know I'm, I'm upset at myself about is that. First two years here, I stayed to my team. Honestly, I didn't do much. I, when my boy AC and Low and Alphys was here, I hung out with those guys like probably exclusively more than anything. And they took me, I think, well, they took me to a party. You know, like it was like a sport, like you know, every other sports party, or all the sports were in there. And you know, it was cool to see everybody just hanging out and seeing that there were other people friends with other sports. You know. And one of the things that, like, I was kind of, like, told 
when we got here, when I got here was that like, we're not really friends with a lot of other sports. We're not really friends with football. And so that was one of the things that I kind of wanted to like change a little bit. I kind of got more friends and volleyball, a little couple of friends with the, I'm friends with uh, Marriott James from ODU football. That's my guy for real. We have a campus mogul deal together. So, you know, shout out to him. Honestly, I, I really, I really love what he does on the football field. It's, it's, it's incredible. And we do too. And honestly, I really hope my guy gets drafted soon. I think it's, is it coming up this year or next year? Is he, what is he el- eligible? I think he's got to play another year. He's got another year. He's got to play another year. Do you want to know? Yeah, he's got to play another year. I hope he gets drafted. And, then, and, I, yeah. and I hope it's first, second, or third. Honestly, it's, kid kid works hard. And I, and, I, and I appreciate that more than anything in this world. And one of the things is like coming over as a, <laughs> as a Clemson a student around that time was that I got to watch three national championships and then win two. So, you know, my first impression of ODU football was, I think it was that 2019 year, or the 20, yeah, the 2019 year when they played Norfolk State at home. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest, fellas, I walked out at halftime. I didn't, I didn't go back to a game until Coach Ricky Rain started coaching. So <laughs> I, I'm very excited for Coach Rain and that team. And I've, I've watched them, you know, grow since I've been here. And, and you know, with, his, with Coach Rain's pedigree at Penn State, you know, being a college football, you know, fanatic as I am, you know, watching that team, you know, when they had the Trace McSorley's, the Saquon Barkley's, and, and even uh, what's my guy on the, the, the Cowboys, Michael Parsons, you know, they, they, were, they were pretty good teams. They couldn't get over the hump in the Big Ten, but they were pretty good teams. And they made solid runs, and they, they got to, you know, double-digit win seasons, bowl games that were New Year's Six or bigger, or at least to that standard. And so being from that pedigree, I expect, or not expect, but I would hope that Coach Rain has big plans and, and nothing, nothing less than a, a New Year's Six at least, honestly. And hopefully if they expand the playoffs, then, you know, we can get a, a mid-major bid. Boom, you know. So, if uh, I think our ceiling is high, I, I believe in Coach Rain and, and that team. And and even if, you know, I'm not a student, I'm still an alumna, and I I want to see this team do well. More more so than anything, I want to see all of our teams do well. So, absolutely. All right, AJ. So we're gonna have our one question. We're gonna ask every mm-hmm. guest, and this is gonna be it. So. You're a player, but we're going to put you in the position as the coach. What is your pitch to recruits to come to ODU? My coaching philosophy, honestly, is more so built around my players. And so whatever, let's say the, the player is a is a, is a, shoot, a slashing point guard who can really finish at the rim. I, I want to make sure that not only does he know basketball-wise we're going to put him in the best situation that he could as possible to succeed, but in the classroom and in life, we are also going to make sure that he needs everything that he, everything that he needs to succeed as well, whether that's playing basketball or getting a regular job or, you know, whatever it is with that, that he does, you know, honestly, I, I'm more so invested in, you know, the player and the person as well, because I want to make sure that when he comes to ODU, He's not coming to just play and get a random degree. No, he's coming here to build his life, 
so that when he graduates or he goes to the draft, he's ready and he's able to succeed. And so at the end of the day, man, like, I think that's one of the things that Old Dominion has done for me is that not only will I be able to succeed on the pro level, but I'll also be able to succeed in life. And, you know, I can thank Coach Jones, Coach Stith, Chris Go, Coach Richardson, and even Coach Jefferson when he was here. And, you know, that was just one of the things that, that really enticed me about being here. And that's one of the things that I'm going to carry into being a coach is that, like, it's not more so about wins and losses for me, I guess. And, and at the end of the day, yes, that, that's, the, that's the goal. But, no, my goal is that this guy is going to be an amazing basketball player, but he's also going to be an amazing person and an amazing student as well. And, you know, some kids might not be into that. But at the end of the day, if, you, if you're going to play for me, like, I want to make sure that you're not going to be out here wilding. Like, come on, man. Like, got to make sure that you're in check and make sure that if you are doing something that is frowned upon, just please just do it in a private manner and make sure that there's people that you trust around. Because at the end of the day, like, that is how most of us athletes fall. So, you know, that that's kind of just my philosophy for coaching and, and bringing people to, to recruit to come here, so. You sold me. So AJ, what's the future look like? Uh, you know. For AJ, all of Honestly, it. I still have that extra semester left. So we are currently working on getting the waiver, but all options on the table right now, you know, I do want to go pro. I want to hear, you know, what people have to say, whether if I'm ready now or if I'm ready in a year or, you know, whatever it takes. And, you know, it's about more so the experience rather than, I guess, the money for me. But, you know, obviously the money would be nice, but you know, I, I'm I'm more than willing to come back to ODU for another year as well, but I'm also, you know, enticed to also find a place where I can get some more stats up as well. So all options are on the table, and whichever one is, is looking the best at the end of the day is, is what I'm going to go with. And so, you know, obviously I'll talk to my parents about it, I'll pray about it, and make sure that... You know, I talk, I talk to all the right people before I make my own decision because at the end of the day, you know, one of the things that, that I've, I've had to learn is that making decisions on my own has been a tough little battle. So hearing opinions every once in a while is, is good just to, to hear different bits and pieces and take, you know, pros and cons and outweigh all options because, you know, you can't go into something blind. And sometimes a lot of people make that mistake and, and I don't want to be, I don't want to make sure that my next move is, is some, I want to make sure that my next move is something that is calculated. So when you're done playing basketball, do you have a dream Absolutely. job? I actually have like three coaching actually became one recently just because whether it's high school, college, AAU, whatever, I want to make sure that like, like I, I put, I, I make my stamp out on the world in coaching because I feel like the things that I, I could do as a coach could be like never, not really never before seen, but something that like teams aren't used to, to doing because it's it's more so about like in college basketball, sometimes it's more so about the set and what you're running rather than the players and who and how they play. And some teams are, are playing that way, but I think, you know, if you put players in positions to, to actually succeed and do and to ask them to do things that they know how to do and just put them in those positions, 
and run sets like that, you you make all the difference in the world rather than like trying to run sets because, you know, it could work because that's kind of how it's worked. But, you know, it's just like something that I've just kind of thought about, you know, for the past couple of years. AJ, this is your chance to plug your oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Modern Nation, I am starting a podcast soon with a, a very good friend of mine. His name is Kyle Berry, a.k.a. Chrome B. That's all, all of his social medias. And we are starting a podcast called The Waking Times. We're, we're shooting for our first episode to be either next Monday or the Monday after. And essentially, our whole thing is we're going to talk about you know, just life in general, how humans interact with, you know, everyday life, whether it's going to work, you know, music, social media, sports takes. And then at the end, we'll have like this thing called the rotation where we take topics of controversial uh, opinions that we, you know, one person will pick, another person will pick, and then we'll come together at the end for a third topic that we would talk about and debate. And we'll also have a couple of guests on and we're looking to just kind of just elevate your morning essentially that's kind of what we're doing and, and the name of it is called the waking times and honestly our whole goal is to give you something in the morning you know when you're getting ready for work you just throw it on and just listen to different things that we talk about because i think not only as an athlete but also as an african-american and also chrome uh, and also chrome is as well we have different insights on the world that a lot of other people don't really get to see and so you know being able to just give that situation out and not only that, just promote, you know, general well-being in terms of just being able to just get ready and go for your day at work or school or, you know, whatever you got to do and just give you a good feeling about the day, you know, more so than anything, we just want to have a good time and we hope you guys just enjoy us being goofballs and enjoying our, our more are giving you a chance to enjoy your morning. I'm really excited for it. And also be on the lookout for our Twitters. Our, our All of our social medias will be out probably this weekend. So, yeah. Good deal. You'll have to let us know that. We'll put it in the show notes. Of course. So people will be able to check that stuff Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward Thank to you. hearing it. I actually, okay. So before we, uh, I'm not sure if you guys were about to end it, but before we do, I had a question because we did talk about baseball and speaking of spring sports are you guys familiar with the usfl which version yeah. uh the not the, i think it was the old people version or the more current well, version it was the old people version i remember watching a 30 for 30 on that <laughs> and i really look mm, okay i have a gripe with a certain person because he technically killed that league when that happened back in the day and my team yeah. So my, my, my eventual nine-year home at the time, Birmingham, had a team. And so I was robbed of a chance of watching them play at Legion Field. But not anymore. Because they're coming back and they are being added. I think they're playing, I think they start, what, April, I think? And so I'm going to try and get down for a home game one time. And because I think one of my best, one of my friends from that down there, Trey Jemison, he's still, he's still going to be there, I think for another year. So I'm going to go down there and see him and hang out with him and watch the games with him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The Stallions. Uh, yes, the Stallions. I got to get a jersey soon. Do you know who's coaching them? Though? I do not. I haven't looked at the full roster yet. I, I learned very, very late that this was happening again, because after last year, 
or was it last year with the football alliance alliance or something like that alliance of football or something i was a dc defenders fan because i i you know there were like my dad's a washington well now commanders but he was a, a washington football team fan and so now he's a washington commanders fan and i don't like the commanders so i needed a team i i, I can you know, kind of mean 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 you said your my, dad your dad my dad's is a, a huge commanders fan big commanders fan the two of us need to talk oh, then because i can commiserate as okay. a long time except i hate the name mm. so i call them the commandos you know so i will <laughs> say this you talk yes. about the alliance we were all big Oh, is it the St. Louis really? Battlehawks? Heck yeah, man, They're... Taylor Heineke. They did have Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Bud Light Seltzer. Oh, man. It was, that was yes. A, man, that was a time. I was, you know, I was about, before the seat, before they, like, completely destroyed the league, I was two weeks away from buying a Defenders jersey. Like, I built up the <laughs> money and everything I saved up. I was ready to get, like, a, an authentic one that cost, like, 250 and I had like 315 at the time, it was more than enough. Two weeks later. That always, that cool. happens to me all the time. Right. I got my Zach, Zach Pascal jersey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Eagle now. Oh, mm. ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your your new coach is was the former coach of Louisiana Tech. Wow. Who were- uh, Sayonara. <laughs> yes, Skip Holtz. All right, AJ. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. We also want to thank you for your for being a monarch. I think all of ODU Nation will will second me in that. Thank you for representing the school well, playing your hardest. We all saw it. We all appreciate it. Always having energy. Always having a smile on your face. You know, I'll leave on this because that you guys mentioned that, honestly, one of the things that is big for my values is family. And at Clemson, we did talk about being, a, you know, the Clemson family and things of that nature. And sometimes you felt it, but sometimes you really didn't. Because, you know, the Clemson family essentially is, is the football team and everyone else. It's just how it kind of goes. But here, you know, whether it's the fans, whether it's, you know, you know, classmates, whether it's, you know, teammates or other sports teams, you kind of feel it. You do. Every time you walk in to to the gym, Jerry, to do study hall or every time you're going to to the bud or, you know, you walk to the football stadium or you're going to the Mitch or uh, not the Mitch, I'm sorry, the Ted and even the web, you know, you, you, you feel it everywhere. You feel that like people want to be here. People actually enjoy their time here and, you know, one of the things that I loved about the ODU was that, like, you know, it's a, it's a school in, in, you know, Norfolk, Virginia, which is, like, 30 minutes away from Virginia Beach. Like, no one really knows where that is. But when you come down and you, you get a chance to really feel the, the vibe and the energy around the campus, you understand why people like going here. And so, you know, I've enjoyed my time here, and I've loved every 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 single second of it. And... More so than anything, I've been extremely grateful for, you know, all my aunts and uncles who are who are the fans in the stands, and you know, I really appreciate you guys more than anything. You guys have been the light that I've needed time and time again every season to continue on and playing. And so, without you guys and without Coach Jones and this team, 
and just this community and the school, like I, I honestly don't know where I would be. I truly don't. So I'm forever grateful for for Old Dominion and, and I'll give whatever they need, honestly, because they've given me everything I've lived. Love to hear it, AJ. Absolutely. AJ, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your time. We look forward to checking out the next game at the Bud and hanging out. Of course. And watching watching your boy Noah close out another Man, game. I, you know what? I got robbed of not seeing him pitch when I came to the Bud and then missed the <laughs> ECU game. I was so pissed. Oh, uh, I can't wait. I, I need to see my guy pitch. The next time he pitches, let me know. I, I will be there front and center early. Hopefully it will be a couple times oh, this absolutely. weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the Monarchist podcast. Thank you again to A.J. Oliver and go Monarchs.